Welcome to the Coalition Initiative, an authentic, thought-provoking experience allowing insight and real-time wisdom shared from the unsung heroes of modern society. All too often, we are encouraged to hinge our faith and belief in those who have been given a stage. This is a platform where leadership, accountability, and passion are presented in a joint effort to establish fellowship and community. Each guest brings something authentic and relatable to the table, allowing every one of us to walk away improved. Let us be the spearhead of revival, faith, integrity, and accountability. Join me each week as we face new challenges head on and overcome them collectively through tribal tendencies. Work hard, love harder, and keep the faith. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Coalition Initiative. Uh, I introduced you guys to Tom Tomlow in the first episode, who ironically is a business partner with my friend uh, David Wood, who we've got on today. Uh, David is another phenomenal man, somebody I look up to and get a lot of inspiration from on a daily basis. Uh, he is another strong speaker and an amazing spiritual leader. Uh, David's also a Marine veteran and the, uh, the owner of Virtus Outdoors Group. Um, he currently is staying in, in uh, Vietnam and man, I, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time, especially over there. Crazy time schedule difference. I think you're in tomorrow, you know, for me right now. So thanks for hopping on with me, man. Hey, my pleasure, bro. Always happy to spread light with like-minded warriors and, you know, share our failures and share how God's taken us through the chaos. So Amen. honored so, to be here. So did you, did you and Tom served, served together, right? That's how you guys met? We did. He was at my platoon when I came back from my time in Afghanistan. So we were with the, I was attached to the 26 Mew, which were the first boots on the ground after 9-11. I flew back from a double CAX on 9-11 uh, to Camp Lejeune. Our base was upside down, you know, sirens going off kind of the whole nine. And it was surreal after being in the desert for back-to-back cacs. If you don't know what cacs is, it's out in the Mojave Desert at 29 Palms. We call it 29 Stumps. Very similar <laughs> terrain and, um, you know, line company, if infantry training battalion, fire and maneuvers, and the full kind of support for that, that kind of warfare that we went and then applied immediately, uh, taking Kandahar. So his, Tom had served for a while and then was in the reserves. And so his reserve unit was activated from Mobile, Alabama. And so when I came back from my deployment, he was in my shop, he and his, his guys that were from kind of all over that area and that went monthly to the, to their HQ in Mobile, Alabama. So then we were there and I actually got stop lost. You know, when your EAS is taken away during a time of war and they were stop lossing everybody in the beginning. So I had to stay and, and train Marines there um, for about a year and Tom was there and, and we built a really, really good relationship. Man, that's awesome. So you, not only did you, you know, forge a brotherhood in arms, but you turned into brothers in Christ and turned into something great. And then now you guys own Virtus Outdoors, which like I said, I've given a brief introduction on Virtus Outdoors and kind of let Tom talk about it, but it's a pretty sweet company, man. Thank you. It's, you know, it's God's company every time that I've tried to push things in the direction that I want to push them. It's, it's not been organic and things have slowed down or not worked. And when we just sit back and listen in the spirit, um, it's, it's absolutely incredible to see the, the path that God puts us on and the doors that he opens and the way that he aligns us. So I'm humbled to be able to have my hobby be what supports me and puts food on the table for my family but it's, it's, it's beautiful getting to actively lead training evolutions and, you know, sport evolutions, endurance evolutions with Spartan Extreme Endurance, Agogis, Hurricane Heats, 12, 24-hour, 60-hour evolutions, and get to really have a company that started off as a clothing company and has now gotten into the, you know, the athletic sector and the training sector and, and be able to cross-pollinate the, the parts that we all have that are broken as combat veterans and being able to, to remember and find the good and the light in, in our, in our unity and in all of our training and to be able to bring that over to the civilian side. You know, we get so many opportunities to, to share 
why we do what we do and what our walk is. And so it's been such a, such a beautiful mission tool. Uh, you know, it's it, Virtus Outdoor Group, VOG, Virtus is Latin for warrior virtues. We felt like what was lacking in the, just in our, in our country and, and, and being marketed and always kind of sold a package of, well, this celebrity or this model or this, you know, overpaid athlete is wearing this, so it must be good. You know, when I really got into tech fabrics, patented camouflage that we designed in-house and being with, with my teammates, you know, kind of being the faces of this brand, it wasn't because we had big followings or any of that stuff. It was because we were actually doing, we were walking what we were talking. And so with Warrior Virtues, we wanted to put that into everything we were doing authentically, kind of from, from the top to the bottom to, to full vertical integration in a company. And you and I had talked before we started recording about the metaphysical. It's very similar, you know, the parallels there are uncanny. And so it's, you know, it's just been great to see where God leads us and to see where with this next move to Spain, Lord willing, to Marbella in three weeks, we'll be working, leading corporate events, incorporating the Vogue tack bag, and really exemplifying what VOG, Virtus Outdoor Group, but really virtues of God. Those are the warrior virtues, you know, Virtus, warrior virtues, VOG virtues of God and, and really bringing that cross-pollination over to, to non-believers. You know, we can preach the gospel by quoting the gospel, or we can do our best to spread light and love. And I think the, the most inspiring people to me are those that aren't preaching, but those that are doing those that are teaching, those that are loving, and those are, who are mentoring. You know, we, Shook and I did that live yesterday out of nowhere, and he is such a, a spirit-anointed teacher mm -hmm. that when he brought in with, you know, kind of calming my anger at where I was at for getting so upset um, at my fellow Americans for just not looking for the source. You know, we are to spread truth. We're to spread light, but we've got to validate our arguments. We've got to be willing to get away from emotion and say, okay, well, politically, spiritually, in business, ethically, you know, th these are our arguments and we've got to be able to validate them and we've got to be able to listen and to learn. And he gave, he came right out with the, with the good Samaritan and love your neighbor. Who's your neighbor at your, everyone, <laughs> everyone, you know, Christ died mm -hmm. for all of us. So, so yeah, it's, it's Virtus has been so much fun and I, I just, I'm so grateful for my, my teammates, my, my co-founder, my spiritual mentor and, and big brother in Christ, uh, Tim Scott, who it was Tim, who originally was my angel investor and got me away from a company I was working with and said, let's do this organically on our own. And, you know, continues to this day to be one of those, one of those men in my life that, that just speaks truth and has said, if this thing crashes, if this thing fails, the most important thing out of all of it is um, where we are with Christ. It's God's company. Everything's God's timing and everything is God's path. So, amen. Amen. Well, you know, when I, when I started this podcast, my intention was to build community um, and it wasn't be to, to be selective. I wanted diversity and I wanted culture. And one thing that I realized quickly between following you, Tom, um, and the organization that you guys have built, the community that you guys have built. Um, it's a, it's a real blessing to be able to, to share dialogue and to receive some of the energy that you guys put out in the world, because it is exactly what I aspire to do. And it's exactly what the world needs. Um, the positivity, I mean, you watching you, yours and Shook's live last night. Um, Shook is a great ambassador for just the love of the Lord, man. Uh, there's so many times I go to him when I'm at my darkest moments, because like you, I get frustrated I get beat up and I just get into this corner where I, I'm shaking my fist. I'm white knuckled. And I'm just, if there's anybody in this world that I, I know personally, it's shook that you can count on to always to talk you off the ledge and just be that, that voice of, of sincerity and love and compassion. And, uh, it, it dude, it truly is an honor to have, to have guys like that in your circle and, uh, you know, watching, watching what Virtus Outdoors is, like you guys have mentioned, it's not, you, you guys walk well before you talk, you let your, you let your walk and do the talking. And I, I praise Tom for that same thing. I was like, man, watching you get up, you're doing 110% on every, whatever you're doing. And if you're going to fail, you're going to do it full force because there's no sense in half stepping. 
And, and you guys all live that and it's on a daily basis. And every time I, you know, I see your guys' stuff up on social media with all the negative, I guarantee you're going to get fired up. If you come across David J. Wood or, or Tom Tomwell, that's a, that's a guarantee. And, uh, for those that haven't been introduced to David on, on social media yet, um, the guy is an actual absolute spiritual warrior, the epistles you share, the Proverbs you share, the Psalms you share and how you, the thing that I love the most is when you, when you share these things, when you share the word in the scripture, you're sharing them and enlightening people to how they've actually correlated and worked throughout your life or how you've experienced them in the flesh. And the one thing that, that I think makes it so great for anybody who's on the, on the fence, you know, whether it's being an atheist or you just generally don't have enough knowledge about Christ is when you can relate those things to real world problems, to real world situations, to real people, when you can get a testimony of Christ and how he's working in your life, definitely makes people stop and think a little bit differently. And one of the things I love about your page is one of the first things you see is focus on the Christ, not on the chaos. So, I mean, tell, tell me a little bit about how, what that means to you and what that means. So I'm always saying, you know, you and I are both vets. We're both shooters. That's, I, I, I use the word trajectory often. And I use the word telos, you know, telos is Greek for the end game, the acme, the mountain. You know, I look at our walk, I look at all of our obstacles, I look at our struggles, and I, I, I see in Christ the path. He says, I mean, in his words, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No one gets to the Father except through me. And when I look, when I step back, you know, I, when I'm too involved and up close to anything, I'm learning about that thing, but if I'm only focusing on, on that thing, I can miss out on a lot of things around it. So we've got a constant, you know, it's, we, we don't BZO our weapons at 500 meters, right? <laughs> we've got to adjust fire. We, we BZO them close and then we back up and not like my son with his scope at Marine Corps boot camp. We had, you know, being a assault dog, we had iron sights. So you're constantly looking <laughs> yeah. at the flags downrange, looking at, you know, getting your, getting your, your, your adjustment from the winds. But we are faced with chaos and, and this is, I, I'm going to answer this in several ways because it's, it's, it's a great question. I want people to understand why I do put that because we could simply say, well, there's chaos. Just focus on Jesus and let him be your rock. And, and that is summarized. That, that could be a, a quick, easy answer. But we are complex creatures. We are going to face turmoil in our own bodies in the temple of the Holy Spirit. We're, we are all going to die. You know, where it, who knows what is going to get us, but if we live long enough, it's going to be our own bodies that, that eat, eat themselves, right? So we're going to have physical turmoil. We're going to have, um, we're going to have emotional turmoil. We're going to lose those we love. If we live long enough, we, we, we have a good chance of burying our own kids and outliving all our friends. We're going to have financial chaos throughout all of the chaos that, that we don't choose. You know, I used to be a drug addict. I was a fighter. I was an alcoholic. I was a wild guy. I chose all of that, you know, like Lance Daly from Alice in Chains, one of my old favorite rock bands. You know, my, 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 my pain is self-chosen is what he would say when he was in rehab recording Mad Season, sadly, before he overdosed on heroin. But on the, on the pain of ours that's self-chosen, that's a, that's a different story. But when we look at the chaos that is around us and that we, is, is guaranteed to happen, we look at the chaos that's happening right now, if we're focused on the chaos, we're going to be divided. We're going to say, I emotionally stand here and I emotionally stand here and I'm putting my guns up and you're putting your guns up and we are not being the Good Samaritan. We are focusing on what's needed sometimes, which is protection, which is the battlefield. But we're not looking at it as Paul says, you know, when he defines the full armor of God and he says this, you know, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. This is against principalities, dark forces in the spiritual places and the heavenly realms and here on earth. So if we are focused on Christ always throughout the chaos, our moral compass, as Joe Descendant, the CEO of Spartan would say, our true north is aimed at the telos. It's aimed at what is eternal and it is our identity. And what do I mean by that? If our identity and our telos, our end game, our, our goal is anything other 
than being sons and daughters of God. And if it is focused on anything other than the telos being eternity with God, then it can and will be taken away from us and our identity will crash and we'll be, we'll drown in the chaos. We'll fall into the darkness. We'll fall down to Sheol. So when I say focus on the Christ and focus on the chaos, it's at the very basis of it, I preach consistency. If you are consistently, and I tell this to my agnostic and atheist brothers and sisters that say, I just, you know, I've felt the funk. I've felt the, you know, the, the good things before you might call that the Holy spirit, David, but you know, we, we have felt this if we've gone to church or gone to a wedding or gone to a funeral, but you know, we just don't believe in this or this. And it's, I always tell them if I don't know someone and they, they reach out to me in the street and say, I need college tuition. I need this and that I, I I'm going to say, you know, where are your parents or where's your work or who, number one, I'm going to say, who are you? Why are you grabbing me? Like here, like, who are you? I like, what? whoa, 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 six feet, Corona. I'm just kidding. Um, you know, it's, 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 what, what are you doing? Who are you kid? But if my children ask me for anything, I'll give them the shirt off my back. I'll give them the best that I can because I know them. They call me father and I know them. They're my children. When we focus on the Christ consistently, Every day, getting out of bed and beginning your day on your face in gratitude, saying, God, thank you for another day. Thank you for another day to earn it. Thank you. Show me. Guide me. Let me be better today than I was yesterday and, and show me your path and give me the strength to be strong enough to be the clay because you're the potter. I am yours. You know, you are the gardener. Christ is the vine. We are just but branches. And when we focus on the Christ this way, what are we doing? We're building that intimate relationship with the Father. We understand ourselves. We understand our purpose only when we know that it's the purpose that God put out for us. That's why VOG, that's why Virtus Outdoor Group, it's when we are walking and going on God's path, everything that happens is a success. Even if it's in, in earthly eyes, it's not a success. This deal didn't happen. This purchase order didn't happen. This was canceled. This was quarantined. That's exactly what God needed to be done and wanted to be done because that's, that's a path that wasn't God's path. So I say focus on the Christ and, and focus, on the, focus on the Christ and not on the chaos because we have to have that metaphysical connect. The metaphysical connect is the, is the connection to the divine, not just our physical. That's spirit, mind, body. You know, when I was a kid, it was um, mind, body, spirit, which makes no sense. It's in, in that order. If our mind is... You know, if our mind is thinking on what our mind is thinking on, whatever that vague void might be, you know, that's as vague as it can be, then our body's going to follow whatever that is. So, I mean, start thinking greed, lust, envy, whatever you want to put there, then the body's going to find follow. And then the spirit's going to follow that. Well, that's, that is just a horrific order. That is not the metaphysical. That's to be as completely lost and following the tangible and the corporeal reality as we can possibly get. But when we look at the metaphysical connect as being spirit, where is our moral compass? Where are we to be? Where are we going? We're going on the trajectory to the telos. We're going on the path, the Christ, the fruits of the spirit. We are emulating love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That is the path. We are connecting the spirit back to God as he gave us Christ, the anointed Messiah. And the atonement was the crucifixion, the blood of Christ, the innocent, the sacrifice, the precious shed for us who are precious in God's eyes, reconciliation, the debt being cleared, us being reconnected to the DNA of God, the metaphysical. What is sanctification? The Holy Spirit breaking away David and Christian and filling us with Christ, rebuilding us as sons and daughters of God to have our identity in God. So that's the metaphysical connection. So what, so when our spirit is centered there, our mind, our mind, what we're doing with our time is then following our spirit. And we can, we can, we can understand our purpose and our path. If our mind is focused on work that is producing value and not focused on work. I, I traded commodities for a while. I worked with a lot of really high-level um, private equity guys. And funny enough, a, a guy that I had problems with, um, 
one of my best friends and mentors that we were, I, I was at odds with for a couple of years. We've recently reconnected. He and I have both been sober. He just got his 10 month coin. I'm going on two years, but it was coming back to Christ and putting all of the BS that didn't define us away from us and finding our common value and bond again back into Christ. And the work that he's doing on, on global projects, fundraising are things that align with his values and with God's path for him. And so when our spirit is aligned with Christ, when our spirit is aligned to the telos of God, when we are on the path that God, that God gives us, we're not clouded by money or titles or possessions. God can give these and God can take them away. But if they define us, we are not God's. And so our spirit leads, our mind then follows. And of course, if we are dialed in, our, our fire is adjusted and we're center mass every time, then what is, what is our body going to do? Our body is going to be healthy as it can be. It's going to be, it's going to be training every single day to be a warrior of the light. And that is physical training. And that is sobriety. And that is guarding your tongue, bridling your tongue. And which is my biggest problem because I am an extrovert and I, I love to communicate with people. And sometimes my mouth and my mind get going too fast to remember that I need to be praying in the spirit and asking God to give me wisdom and not trying to speak out of my own pride or my own anger or my own ego because that fails every time. And more, and, and more dangerous if you're in a place where people are looking to you for spiritual leadership and you, you go off into your own that's a very, very slippery slope to leading people onto your path and not onto God's path. So, you know, you had, we had talked before we started, started the podcast offline about, you know, the metaphysical and these things. And I'm, the questions that you're asking are great because they help me to validate internally where God wants me to be and where God wants us to be and where you and I as warriors for the light need to be adjusting fire and, and, and showing people, you know, how through our failures on, on going away from the past, we come back spiritually, then mentally, then physically onto hitting center mass. And everything you just said is this is the exact reason of why I have you on this podcast. It's, it's, it's poetic. You have, you are so in tune spiritually that you're able to now verbalize on on a level that just, I don't know how you can listen to everything you just said and not feel it to your core. Even for those that haven't yet witnessed the mercy of Christ, if they haven't yet accepted Lord, you know, Lord Jesus Christ as their father and savior, what you just said describes the beauty and also the struggle of being a follower of Christ. It's knowing that every day you wake up, there is going to be a burden on your shoulder, but it's already been relieved. However, you still have to show up in a just fire. You still have to fight the, you know, the intangibles. You are born of sin. You are born of, unto the world. And when you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior, the battle is won, but that doesn't mean in the flesh that you can just give up. You need to hit your knees. Like you said, every day, pray in the morning, pray at night, don't just pray when it's tough. Pray when you're grateful. Pray when you're tired. Pray pray during you know all events. And that's the thing that I've learned most as a Christian. And I always think back to Matthew 6, 19, which is, you know, it's a very well-known verse. You know, do not store up yourselves treasures on earth where moss and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moss and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And that's what, when you're talking about that metaphysical, you also, you know, shared that you reconnect with a friend when you're on your, you know, when you're on that telos and you have your spiritual, when you're spiritually aligned, others that are also spiritually aligned, you will connect. You are, you are bonded through the Holy spirit. And that's what I am fortunate enough to, to be able to share with guys like Shook guys that are, you know, wiser than me in so many ways, but it creates a tribe of men who are spiritual, spiritual warriors. And if there's anything that I've ever wanted through Christ is, is to find other brothers in Christ who are fighting for the same thing. And that's to be the light of the world. And man, you, I just, uh, I really appreciate being able to, to have this conversation. Cause I honestly do. There's so many times where even if I'm having a tough day, you can go through and pick any one of your videos where you talk about this stuff and it's enlightening and it's empowering because you're talking from, you know, you're hearing from somebody that, just understands it at such a deep level that 
you can read the word a million different times and you always pull something different and you can show that that's how, um, how it is for you. You've, you've experienced it in the flesh and you've asked the Lord to work uh, in your life to show you these things. And I know you've, you've talked about your father being a very spiritual man, a very disciplined man that, that always gave his life to Christ in every single way. Um, and you grew up in a home that was very fortunate to have that. And, I think that's, that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing because I also had a father that's still the same way. Um, you know, God bless him. Uh, this time on his earth, he spent giving to everybody. Uh, he's dedicated his life to being a selfless man. And in turn, it makes me driven to do the same thing. And, you know, so help me God that I can teach my sons the same thing. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's just amazing, man, because right now, <laughs> We, we see the BS, we see all this stuff going on and it, it's so hard not to get caught in this trap because this is exactly what, what sin is asking of us. It's asking us to, to give up, to feel defeated, to feel tired, to feel hurt, to feel angry. Um, you talk about battling the tongue. That's my biggest struggle every day within the home at work, um, to myself, you know, you know, self-neglect, you know, being tired, frustrated to where I just want to sit down. I've got, you know, twin boys, which by the way, I didn't even know we both had twins until today. <laughs> But we're, I'm, I, there's often times where we're just, we're tired and it's so easy. That's, that's when the devil likes to make his move. But the one thing that I also like to say on the contrary is that how many times do you reach out for God in your strongest moments? And when you feel the most aligned with Christ is when the devil likes to sneak in. He likes to, he likes to dress himself in white and make him think that you, he is everything that you need and totally disguises himself as a blessing or with temptation or these other things that are of the world. How many times does that happen? Especially, I mean, I'm sure you can attest to the same thing, right? Absolutely. I mean, Satan's game is divisiveness. That is his number one goal. A divided house falls, and that's not just a country. That's not just a, a community. That's the family. That's the inner demons within ourselves. If we are second guessing our, our walk, if we are not every day having the metaphysical connect, you know, you just talked about your father and us being, you know, so blessed to have spiritual men. Um, and I assume your mother was as well. My mother was a, a Messianic Jew, so she converted to Christianity um, soon after my father said, honey, I, I'm not going to go to law school like we planned. I'm going to go to seminary. And he actually, it's a funny story. He took her. He was a wild guy. He was actually in Saigon where I am and, and fighting in the, in the American Vietnam War. And he was a Navy corpsman, so he had to work around crazy Marines like me and put us back together all the time. So you can imagine where, he, where his heart was when I told him I was joining the Marines and going infantry. Um, but my mother came from a broken family. Her mother died of hep C when she was 17. Her father died of lung cancer before I was born. But she met my dad, fell in love with him. They were kind of, you know, Children of the 60s, I guess any, anyone listening will know what that means. If they do, if they don't, whatever. But my dad's older brother was straight edge, you know, kind of never went off the path and, and invited them to go hear a, a pastor named Harry Reader. And my father had been coming, slowly coming back to Christ and getting back into the word. And he, you know, he'd, he'd already proposed to my mom. He was going to go to law school. This was their, their plan. My dad was a very intelligent guy using, using the Montgomery GI Bill as well was going to, uh, to UMass and working at Bethesda in the OR. And the spirit moved my mother so much in that sermon that they randomly were invited to that before my dad had to tell her and say, Marianne, I'm going to go to seminary. He, he walked her back out to the car, opened the car door for her. My dad was a, a gentleman. And she said, John, I never felt that in the synagogue ever. What I felt in there was, was the Holy spirit that you talk about in the Trinity. I want more of that. I want to give my life to this. <laughs> and that's how my mother came to Christ. So she was also a, a spiritual leader in our family. You know, she wasn't just a pastor's wife. She was someone who came to the Holy spirit through, you know, going, attending, being part of the body of Christ. The church is the body of Christ and then being, you know, anointed. But what I, what I want to talk about when we talk about, you know, the, the reason I was saying when, a, when a, a stranger pulls onto us and asks us for something, we don't know them. It's the same as the daily intimate relationship, the, the building. You know, church is great. My mother was saved because of a sermon that she, she listened to. She was invited. But if we are not inviting God to grow inside of us, 
and for us, us to die to the selves every day, we aren't going to be children of God. And when we cry out to him, he doesn't know us because we haven't built a relationship with him. It takes two to have a conversation. And I think Shook was hit on this on that live where he said, we've got to pray and we've got to continue to pray until we hear God. And my atheist friends that have come to Christ have said, you know, we've, uh, cause I've said, guys, you're already meditating. You're doing yoga. Cry out to your heavenly father and just with gratitude. And you don't have to call him God. Just call out to your, to the creator, the source, you know, your, your father, and then listen. Now read these scriptures slowly. Read these for formation, not for information. This isn't a, you know, this isn't a science fiction book. This isn't a this this isn't a history book of sorts. This is an answer to the fall of humanity and the brokenness of when we turn away from the source of light and love and uh, of our master, our, our our creator. And so, really, just like the physical. We can talk about going to the gym. We can go to the gym and stay on our phones the whole time. I mean, uh, one of the most depressing things after this whole coronavirus (laughs) ban was lifted where I'm at in Saigon was going back to the gym. And I thought I was going to see the biggest monsters I've ever seen. And I was so motivated to meet new people there at the UFC gym. And everybody was on their phones talking about being back in the gym. Nobody was lifting. And I was just like, wow. (laughs) Wow. Like you paid all this money for this membership. It, it, It was, but that's reality, right? That's reality. Another day, another thing, another chaos, another, you know, let, let's riot over something else. Racial pandemic, here's the solution. You know, viral pandemic, here's the solution. We, we you know, just listen to us. Don't, don't think for yourselves, blah, blah, blah. So if we are not building that relationship, if that's not at our core, number one, we're, we don't know God. So how can we cry out to our father and, and ask for validity when there's no valid and authentic relationship? And then following that, it's, you know, you and I as fathers of twins, and, and, you know, folks that are parents and husbands and wives, how are we to relate to those that we love the most if we are not loving ourselves enough to die to the self and embrace the greater love of, of that who created those who, in, in which we love the most, right? And I think it like as a Presbyterian, and I hate to get into denominations, I think God weeps over the denominations and the, the, the splits and different sects within such a simple thing as the resurrection and, and, and grace and mercy and redemption. But it's interesting. My father was a Baptist and a Presbyterian pastor. Um, we lived all over the East Coast. I, I was born in Chattanooga, but I lived in, in Boston, Massachusetts as a kid, then Greenville, South Carolina, then Knoxville, Tennessee. And then I lived in Atlanta before going in the Marines and then all over the place, all over the world now. But something interesting as I was worshiping at a beautiful church, Island ECC in, in Hong Kong, where I got to meet you know, N.T. Wright, Francis Chan. I got to hear these heroes and guys whose books I've read and, and watched on YouTube. I got to hear them lecture firsthand and meet them there. And there is similar to the Baptist way of dunking us when we profess faith. In the Presbyterian um, way that I was um, baptized, we are sprinkled on the head at birth. And I, I'm not going to get into what's right or wrong. I don't think you'd have to be baptized to go to heaven or to know God. I, I think these are beautiful things that we do as parents when we sprinkle on the head and we say, this is my child. I'm showing my sign of faith. And the congregation then says, we will, we will assist you in raising this child. I think it's a beautiful picture when we say, now we are making a public display ourselves as the, my church in Hong Kong did, and as the Baptists do, and it's you, you've got to, you know, know the catechism. You've got to understand. You, you've got to be able to show and and explain your your walk and how you were saved, the conversion, your your, your Damascus Road, and then it's a, an internal show. Both are beautiful, but with or without those, we need to in our homes and in our lives show daily our submersion and our. Our, our, our new life coming out of the water. And in that, we need to show daily with or without the sprinkle of the children on our head, every day the sprinkle on our children's head. You know what I mean? And again, that goes into the metaphysical. That's, mm-hmm. that's our consistency. That's what are we doing every day? Are we fighting the battle every day? Are we putting on the full armor of God? I exercise in the morning 
because I, I get up, I start with the spiritual. I pray, I give thanks, then I read the scriptures. Then I stretch. Then I pray again. Then I try to internalize. You know, I, I try to get up 445, 430 every day before five. And then I will go into the mental. So I'll spirit my mind. I'll go in, I'll do, I'll go over important emails. I'll, I'll see what, if there are any fires that I need to put out. And I'll only do that and respond in the morning after a full night's sleep and after praying and, and, and seeking God's, God's face and his wisdom. That's why it's better to always respond to things in the morning. That's where the old expression, like, go sleep on it. Go ahead and sleep on that. It's because the way that we've we've had rest and we're able to analyze and think clearly in the morning. It's it, you know that's that's science. Then I'll do the physical. I'll go from that, and then I will go and I will just polish the 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 the, the temple of the Holy Spirit so that I'm physically ready now to face the day and every bit of the chaos that comes at me because now I'm centered and I'm on the path and I'm focused. I'm on the trajectory and I'm focused to the telos, you know? And so it's, it's pure consistency. Yeah, it is. And it's, and, and like you said, there's, it's multifaceted. It's not just one piece. There's multiple pieces, you know, just hitting your knees in the morning. That is the main portion. But when you align the body, mind and spirit all together is when you come full force. And that's when, when you really, start to witness this, the strength of, of the metaphysical. Um, but going, you know, another topic I wanted to bring up, there was another video that you had posted where you said self-help is for the weak. Self-sacrifice is this true strength. Dude, you got it. You got to break that down again for me because I thought that that rung so true to me because that's something that we all deal with. We've all, you know, whether, whatever part you are in your journey, that's at least something that we, we, each of us is going to deal with at some point in our life, even at once we've become aligned with Christ. Right. Well, I just, you know, we, we, I had hepatitis C from, from dirty needles, shooting cocaine, sharing intravenous drug use with guys that I'd served with, that we were just gun running, drug in the whole nine. After we got out, I was the farthest I've ever been from God. Didn't care. thought I was invincible, was still training, was still working. And, um, my corpsman would have been mad at me for not getting fresh needles, but hey, I, ironically, it brought me back to uh, back to where I am now. And I got Hep C. I was getting a quarterly or monthly HIV test, and the doctor said, "Your liver is shot. You've got jaundice. You've got the worst genotype. You're going to die. Like unless you can get a liver transplant, you're going to die." I didn't even know what Hep C was. I was like, "Oh, you know what." what are you talking about? All I came in here for was an HIV test. And he said, well, we do them side by side. It's just part of the test that you pay for and that your insurance covers. Um, and so because of my self-chosen pain, I was now hit with chaos that I had inflicted into myself. And this is when I read Victory Frankel's Man's Search for Meaning. Victory Frankel, if you guys don't know, you know, if your listeners don't know about him, pick up Man's Search for Meaning. Brilliant, brilliant guy, Holocaust survivor. Um, he took us away from the blame game, self-help, victimizing, you're a victim, you're a victim, blame someone else, blame someone else, don't take responsibility. And he started logotherapy. And, and at the pure basis of logotherapy, it was, we find our path by our meaning, by our purpose. And just to give an example, someone would say, I'm suicidal. And he'd say, well, why haven't you killed yourself? And they'd say, well, I have a kid or well, because of my wife, because I don't want to disappoint my parents. And he'd say, well, there's your purpose. If you have nothing else, like you're, you, you literally just defined what you have here that's keeping you from doing something terrible. So make that your life. And he was a Jew. He wasn't a Christian. But he said, when we define our suffering, are we willing to bear our own cross? And I read that and I broke down and I just, I, I cried out to God. I didn't cry out to be healed. I just cried out to God for forgiveness because I realized I don't have to bear my own cross. Christ sacrificed himself for me. And I had a, a complete peace come over me. I, I felt the Holy Spirit and we don't have enough time on this podcast to go into all of it, but fast forward, I was miraculously healed um, of an uncurable disease and God's path. That was 2006. Um, and God began to lay his path out before me. I was raised in the church. I had always believed, but the devil believes the demons believe. Um, I had always known what was true, but the dark and demonic forces know what, what was true. Um, it was then that I began to put on the full armor of God. And there have been ups and downs. I mean, I always tell people that telos, you're go the telos is a mountain. The trajectory is up a mountain. You know, you're not just going down 
you know, the, the lions and tigers and bears, oh my yellow brick road to Oz. Like this is a, this is a battle, but it was, it was at that point that I realized with those around me that I said, guys, we've got it. You know, you guys, one of you guys gave this to me. You guys need to go get checked. You guys need to. And, and some said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to change. I'm going to cut out all this pride, this ego, this arrogance, this addiction, this lifestyle. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to get on the right path and I'm going to take painful chemotherapy and I'm going to put my life back together. And, And others said, F that, you know, this is, I was doing this because of PTSD or this and that. And they played the blame game and the victimizing and the, I'll just get some, you know, that's what I call self-help. I call, and you you asked about self-help versus self-sacrifice. Digging deep and sacrificing. You know, in this day and age, people say, oh, I'm sacrificing. I'm giving up sugar or I'm giving up this. You know, I'm going to do this for six weeks or this or that. We look at the word sacrifice and sacrifice was a blood offering. Christ sacrificed his life for us. Now we come into this whole, you know, and Jordan Peterson talks about this a lot. It's, and and he, he's a brilliant guy. I love him. And I love that he, how real he's been about his addictions to this pain medicine and, and everything that he's been struggling with now. He's, he's an open book to show trials, tribulations, and, and, and redemption and coming back and getting back on the path. But, you know, to me, transparency, validity, what are we... Yeah, my mentor, my 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 brother I talked about earlier, Tim Scott, talks about a coffee cup and you're holding a cup of coffee and you're bumped and the coffee spills all over you, it burns your hand. And it's why did this coffee spill out of the cup and burn my hand? And it's, well, this person bumped into me. Well, the coffee was too hot. Well, no, it spilled out because you had coffee in the cup. You had hot coffee in the cup. When we're bumped, when we're pressed, what comes out of us is either going to be a blame self-help, this whole, you know, I need, I need, I need, or looking authentically at why what happened happened. I got hep C because I was shooting cocaine with a bunch of other wild people and, and not caring about anything but myself and my pleasure and my high. And my friends said, well, we're going to blame this on this. We have PTSD. We we're abandoned by our military. We fought in an in a unjustified war. In the no, that's, that's not true. You can say those are symptoms for, for your blame game, and you can say, yes, these are, these are issues that you need to deal with. But at the basis, you're doing what you're doing because of an addiction that's got far deeper demonic internal issues. So, you know, sacrifice that. Die to the self. Be illuminated with light in the darkness so that you can ask yourself the hard questions. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Not I'm doing this because of racism. I'm doing this because I'm, a, I'm oppressed by what people did 200, 300 years ago. I'm doing this because of, you know, I'm doing this because I didn't vote. I'm doing this because this, you know, my governor sucks or this or that, or it's, it's Trump's fault. It's Trump's fault. It's the world's fault. You know, we, 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 we see this blame game of it's my community. It's my skin color. It's my gender. Well, okay, that hadn't worked enough. It's my governor. It's the police. It's the leadership. It's the president. It's Christians. It's the, and it, you know, we, and, and here's your self-help. Okay. Here's your diet. This diet's going to make you better. Here's your gym routine. Here's your self-help. This yoga stretch is going to make you better. All of this nonsense to coax and lax and spoon feed this silly narcissistic. I'm the biggest part of the picture. It's all about me when it's not. And the only way to really help the narcissist and help the lost is to burn out, you know, to burn the fat, to burn out the toxic within yourself. And we do that by dying to the self, you know? Yeah, man. Let what John the Baptist said, less of me, more of him. You know, Paul, the apostle, the best picture we, we, one of the best pictures we have in the new Testament. I mean, he was the spec ops, man. He was Roman citizen, Jew, spoke Greek, Latin, Hebrew, you know, part of the Sanhedrin. And, and a businessman, I mean, you, I, by, if you read Paul by N.T. Wright and you really get why Paul was talking about tent making, he was a tent maker, mm-hmm. like beautiful tents, high end, like his family were, were 
artsmen and craftsmen. Like that, that's what they did. That's why when he went places, he wasn't just holding out a, a pot saying, you know, feed me and clothe me. He was teaching people to tent make. He was doing real mission work, going in and having a sustainable job, showing people what work meant like, and then showing people how to live in a, in a proper community aimed at Telos. So that was a really long answer for your question, but so much goes into, you know, we're only allowed to post so much on Instagram. So it's, it's great you asking me these questions so I can tell you where my, where my mindset was behind that. You know, it's, it's our, our self-sacrifice is, is analyzing ourselves. And I like to call it cutting out the fat, burning out David, burning out Christian, burning out what makes us cling to us. And again, identifying with things that are not identifying with the only full purpose being sons and daughters of God. Yeah. And apostle Paul, there's there, if there's one man, that I idolize that's ever walked this earth. It was apostle Paul. Um, you know, if, if you're looking up to somebody that was truly anointed by Christ to do his work, apostle Paul was, he, he's about as gritty as they come. He, he was sent into the darkest of places to fight the toughest of wars by himself and the word and the gospel that he shared through his actions. Um, I don't know. There's just to me, there's not much more than inspiring between him and Job. Um, I have, I have, God takes, God gives on my hands. And I got those, I got that tattooed on my hands after um, a pretty dark circumstance in my life. But it was the closest I've ever grown with Christ because I died to myself every day to overcome that circumstance because I realized it was going to be the only way out. And if you read the book of Job, Amen. you always think that you're at, you always think you're at the worst point. You've always think you've reached your end. You haven't reached your end. You haven't reached your end because God didn't say so. God may be testing you. He may be putting turmoil in your life, but it's to rearrange you and to, to get you redirected to your true north. And there's another, there's another aspect that you've explained that I'll let you expand on when you talk about there's always a fault in our plan, which I'm sure people can pick up where I'm going with this. But the one thing that I always try and emphasize with people is that patience is painful. It's agonizing. But the real agony comes in regret. And that comes from pushing off prayer, pushing off your purpose, pushing off good intent. And when you talk about Victory Frankel, which that is an amazing book. That's one of the first books I've read that I didn't put down once I picked it up because the way that he is able to, um, to emulate and talk about the circumstances he went through, it truly was. I mean, it, you think about the things that this man endured during that time. And it, for any, any of those, anybody who hasn't read that book, I highly, highly suggest that you pick it up and read it because it does give you a different perspective um, on life. And so anyways, back to what I was saying, talk a little bit about when you, sh when you talk about being the fault in our plan, kind of, I, I would love for you to share some on that too. The fault in our plan. Well, again, I mean, it's simple. It's just the, if our plan is not aimed at the telos, if our, if our plan is our plan and we haven't thoughtfully, prayerfully reflected on what God's purpose is for us, then we're, will be shipwrecked. I mean, it's, it's, you know, build your house on the sand and it blows away in the storm, build your house on the rock and it's sustainable. If our rock and our purpose and our identity is in being sons and daughters of God, then we're filling that cup with the spirit and with goodness and with the fruits of the spirit. Again, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And when we are bumped, when we are in the storm, when we are in the chaos, we've chosen Christ. So we focus on the Christ and not on the chaos. We are metaphysic. We are we are aligned. We are living fully aligned metaphysically. And 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 just like you said, the only reason I brought that up is because it comes back full circle to uh, you know dying to self every day. When you do that, it's amazing because people look at that as I'm sacrificing myself. I'm sacrificing everything I want. I'm sacrificing everything that that I wish for. But but you're not because ultimately you're going to achieve all those things through Christ, and it's at His timing and. Um, you know, your footsteps are established. I, I constantly remind myself that. And I have to tell myself that constantly because there's so many times where I'm a forward thinker. I'm always trying to think 10 steps ahead. I'm always trying to be prepared. I'm trying to be disciplined. I'm trying to always be at my prime. But with that comes the burden of me always thinking that I know what's best for myself. And that's not the truth. And knowing that being, having faithful diligence is the only way hitting my knees constantly praying with my wife, praying for my wife, praying with my sons, letting my sons pray for me, doing those things, having complete and utter faithful diligence, knowing that there is a patience that uh, 
what does it say? Uh, you know, to Christ, a day is a thousand years. And so what do we, what are we, what are we rushing? What is, if our, if we're living for his intent, what is, what is the point of, of waiting and, and needing something here on earth now when he already has a plan, he already has it established. All he's asking is for you to have faith in him and to ask him for the answer. And so, uh, anyways, Amen. man, I, it was just, what, what an honor to have you on here, man. I, I truly, I truly appreciate you getting on here because it's, I look up to you in many ways just for your able, your ability to, it's truly poetic. I, I, there's no other way to put it than w- w- the way that you're able to describe it is so beautiful. And especially, uh, um, you know, your courage in talking about where you come from in your darkest point in life, um, you know, becoming sober, which congratulations, that's, that's, that's a, a struggle that I don't know of, but I can only imagine from what, what you've shared, the path that you've taken to get here. And it's just, it truly is an honor for you to, to be able to share this with me and everybody else that's willing to listen. Thanks, brother. And look, I'm not sitting here saying alcohol is bad. I'm not sitting here saying what people, Satan is an MMA master. You, he'll, you think you get over one thing and he's going to go at you in a million other ways. He wants to divide. He is divisive. But we have to pinpoint what takes us off the track. So for me, I medicated with alcohol and alcohol opened up doors for other things um, because it, it numbed me and it took me away from myself. It had me drop my armor off. So Tom Lowe drinks. He's not an alcoholic. He's not a, he doesn't get violent. He doesn't drink and go use drugs. So I don't want people to think that you've got to be, you know, somebody that's straight edge to live for Christ. Christ turned water into wine at a celebration at a wedding celebration, but we have to know soberly what we need to be sober from. So, I mean, and I hope that makes sense, but I I don't ever want people to think David, David is saying that we're not ever going to find it. If we, if, if we're not sober, sober hearts and sober minds, if you are addicted to lying, if you're a pathological liar, if you're addicted to lust, if you're addicted to porn, if you're addicted, if you're, if you're too addicted to exercise where you've let it take over your marriage, take over your life. And it's just, you're, you're, you become a narcissist. These are all things that we've got to look at and self-analyze and die to the self and burn out that toxic fat to be aligned with the spirit. So for me, it alcohol was the, the, it was the key to Pandora's box. So for me, for David Wood, alcohol had to go and it's, I, I, and thank you. I mean, it's been a life is so much better two years without numbing anything, you know, facing things head on and not numbing them. So, but you know, guys and gals listening to this, uh, your main takeaways that I want you to take are this. We, we, we cry out to our father and our father hears us when he knows our name. So build that intimate relationship in the spirit, pray in the spirit, ask this Holy spirit to fill you. Once you have Put your sins and your pain before God. Satan can no longer use it against you. So don't let the darkness have ammunition against you. Put it at the cross and pray like I prayed to have the thorn out of my side with with alcohol and sobriety. Pray what is the baggage that the darkness is using to weigh you down and keep you at the base of the mountain. Pray for it to be gone. And then don't just abandon that prayer once he's taken it away because you're going to be attacked again. Live and grow faithfully in alignment, recalibrating daily to understand your purpose and your path in Christ and in God and building the metaphysical. And finally, echoing on that, we, we, we build it with consistency, with discipline. I don't wake up in the morning and say, I can't wait to lift, but at the end of every workout, when I've earned it, I'm so grateful for every drop of sweat and the toxins that have come out of me. It's the same with prayer and it's the same with devotion. It's the same with opening our hearts to our Father. I don't just say, I can't wait to, to, to get on the ground and I'm, I'm, I'm old, my back's starting to hurt. I, I, I don't just say when I go to sleep, I just can't wait till to wake up before five o'clock and get out of bed and start my day on my face. But when I... Every time when God speaks to me and I get the goosebumps of the Holy Spirit being, being within me, that awakening, every time 
when he speaks to me through his scriptures, I'm so grateful that I'm doing it. So don't be, don't, don't be divided and don't be misled into thinking that you're going to feel these things. Hey, look at working out. You're not going to get a different body from looking at a gym. You're not going to get a, a different body from going into a gym once. You're going to change by consistently staying on a pattern until it's discipline that's built into you. And when it's discipline that's built into you, it's ritual. So cut out the bad rituals and replace them with the things that are going to consistently build the discipline into the spiritual rituals that make you a son or a daughter of the Most High. Because that is what will carry you in this speck of time. We are moon dust. From dust we were, we, we were created into dust will return. That is what will carry you from this millisecond in the whole scheme of things to fulfilling your purpose and looking at God and having him say, I know you, you're my child. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter in paradise and eternity. To eternity. Mm-hmm. Amen, brother. And what a good note to end on, you know, because what, what you talked about too, what's done in the dark will be brought to the light, but it's up to us. Do Are we going to bring it to light or is Christ? Because either way, it's going to be brought to the light and we're going to have to face it. And it's either going to be by choice or it's going to be presented to us in a way that we can no longer avoid it. So we can dodge it or we can face it and we can grow from it and we can harness it. We can give it to Christ and say, nourish me, cleanse me, strengthen me, Lord. Uh, man, dude, you got me fired up. I'm it's, it's I'm getting ready to get down. I'm not going to be able to sleep now. I'm getting ready to to go up and, and lay lay down with my wife and make sure she's doing okay. But what a what a note to end on, brother. I, I, I can't thank you enough again. I've, I know I've said it a lot, but... You, you truly are. You're a disciple of the word and you're exactly of what Christ asks us to be on our time on earth. And it's a, uh, I hope everyone is able to, to pull from this, at least some spiritual nourishment to be able to, to have some, um, you know, some perseverance throughout their time. Cause if you listen, if you, there's no way that you can listen to this and not be able to pull from it. Um, and I hope that, you know, people will revisit this when they're having a tough time or when they need spiritual guidance, that they'll come back and listen to the words you speak, or just, you know, even reach out to you or, or find you on social media and, and listen to what you have to say, because community and brotherhood through Christ is important. And, and that's what I'm trying to do here. So, um, anyways, brother, where, where can people find you after the, after we get off here, where can people come find you on social media? Come and find me in the little tunnels of Saigon. Hunting the man in the black, <laughs> hunting the man in the black pajamas with apocalypse now. Um, well, until Instagram kicks me off, I'll be at David J underscore Wood um, and Virtus dot Outdoors. You can find us online at vogstore.com. And if you just Google uh, David Johnson Wood, there's a Google Knowledge Panel. It shows links to all media. When we have this podcast up, this podcast will be linked there. And um, you know, you can laugh at some silly stuff that I've done that's posted up there. You can get some some good laughs at some silly movies that I've been in in Hong Kong and just some, you know, a lot of funny stuff up there. And then there's there's links to some good stuff like podcasts like these. And you can see, um, yeah, everything's up there. Killer. Right on, man. Well, thank everyone, you, brother. I pre- Have a great day. Yeah, I thank you so, thank you I thank you so much. Absolutely. Uh, everyone, this is this has been a great episode, and I hope that you will all take heed to what um, Mr. David Wood was able to share today, because it's something that I spiritually dwell on often. The words that he says, they, they speak to my soul, and I hope that they did with yours too. And so until next time, this has been the Coalition Initiative. Keep the faith and be the light. Peace.